RoboBrit here, and you're listening to Over a Pipe and a Pint with Mike Asbel and Terry Prince. Oh, hi. <laughs> hey. Uh, so, uh, what you got over there, bud? Bro, hi. Bro, hi. Right, welcome to Over a Pipe and a Pint. Yes, 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 welcome. Yes. Um, yeah, today we're going to do a whodunit, which is basically just the Pope. Uh, the Pope. It was the Pope. He did it. He did it. I saw him. I saw him on the he's, he's not even in the story, but it, it turns out that the uh, the Popey Pope had done it. Turns out, as it so happens, with the Pope. As it so happens, I saw him. It was the Pope. So this is just going to be a uh, good old-fashioned murder mystery, and we're going to go along and see who uh, we think had done it. Uh, it's a murder mystery. Who done it? Murder mystery. Very, very exciting. Very exciting. And today, uh, since it's uh, close to Halloween, I got a... I don't even... I think this is... It says Coronado Collection. Mm. I'm assuming that's the... Oh, it's Coronado Brewing Company, and it's from the Coronado Collection. Barrel-aged pumpkin. It doesn't say pumpkin. It says punk, like punk pumpkin. rock. Pumpkin. It's, a, it's pumpkin. It's pumpkin. 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 Imperial pumpkin ale brewed with pumpkin and spiced aged in bourbon barrels. In bourbon. So, Sounds It's delightful. a limited release. Ooh. This, is, uh, this was aged in... 2015. So it's wow, it's been uh, uh, been been there for a couple of years. It smells like bur- actually, it smells like bread. <laughs> <laughs> you know how much I love. It's bread. your favorite beer now. I didn't say it tastes like bread. It just tastes like pumpkin bread. It doesn't taste like pumpkin at all. <laughs> it tastes like bourbon. Not bad. Which I like almost as much as bread because it starts with a B. <laughs> I can see bread time. and bourbon, bourbon and bread. <laughs> Government warning. According to the Surgeon General, women should not drink alcoholic beverages during pregnancy because they have the risk of birth defects. Consumption of alcoholic beverages impairs your ability to drive a car, operate heavy machinery, and may cause health problems. <laughs> I'll spark um, up to that. It's not bad. It's it's weird. It. And get those keys. Perfect radio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're not on the radio. We're on the internet. We don't. We don't have to hold ourselves to your rules. We're not we constrained to your rules. Um. So yeah, how was your week, Mikey? Mikey figured to uh, mix it up a little bit. You know, go for a <laughs> pipe and a joint. You know. Oh no, a, a pipe and a joint. <laughs> pipe. <laughs> pipe and a- well, actually, as a matter of fact, I do have the pipe still. And it is locked and loaded. So when this... <laughs> um, <laughs> Piper, did you... Yeah. Um, uh, everything's uh, going... It's going pretty good, though. Um, I actually just got, got an email a... from Louis Black. Cool. Is he going <laughs> like to be at the comedian, Louis Black. Uh, he's apparently angry. We all... <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> oh, no, so how was your week? It's been pretty good. I uh, got to see uh, Alcatraz <clears throat> for the first time. You know, since we've been uh, talking about scary places and things that are haunted and abandoned and <coughs> shit like that. 
had but that's a, not true. We we said we would do an episode about haunted places. We've been well. We did one about ghost ships, man. That was our first episode, bro. Ghost ships, yes, ghost ships. And, you know, haunted places, and you know, I'm sure there might have been some ghost shippy thing around the Alcatraz <laughs> but, but, island. A, a, okay, a ghost ship, right? A a ghost ship is a haunted place, but it's moving. Yeah. Yeah. So it's. <laughs> Look, so it's not like a haunted place, you you know what I mean? Look, like if you all if, I'm saying is I wanted to check it out. It was kind of scary. The morgue was actually pretty freaky. Not now now Dead Man's Port in Nova Scotia, that would be a haunted place. Where, you know, ships are like uh, you know there's a ghost ship if uh, you're here after hours. You can see one kind of uh, floating by. And <laughs> you'll you see after a haunted captain. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's got a speech impediment. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, if you hear it after hours, you can see the uh, ghost ships there going over this side. <laughs> That's a fake place, by the way. Oh, you Sounds know. cool, though. Dead Man's Port. Yeah, it mm. does. Yeah, you'd camp there. Of course I would. <laughs> my, uh, no, my beer is a little bit different and a little bit cheaper than yours. It is uh, from... Where is this from? Colorado. It's from, uh... it's from Colorado. Uh, yeah. And it's a uh, Dale's Pale Ale. <laughs> yeah. Where, where was yours? Mine was aged in spices and uh, bourbon barrels. Uh, Mine was aged in Dale. <laughs> My... <laughs> I was going to say it was like aged in backwoods Memphis by a dude named Carl. but No, it was aged in, in Dale. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that paint, paints a lovely picture. <laughs> Told you it was scary. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Get it for two ninety nine. Right. Your local Safeway, ladies and gentlemen. Two ninety nine. Local Safeway. Two ninety nine. Two ninety nine. Oh no, I'm sorry. Not two ninety nine. One ninety nine. It's one ninety nine. It's cheap as fuck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this one was uh, not cheap. It was it was uh, much more pricey. It was like Thirteen dollars for a bottle. I could see. I could buy a whole twelve pack of uh, Dale's for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Dale spent a week in a coma in order to get this to your doorstep. So we originally going to charge a buck twenty, but we had to bump it up to a buck ninety nine because, uh, well, we got to pay for Dale's medical bills. <laughs> Dale got to pay for it somehow. <laughs> yeah, I boofed that one for you. <laughs> I like beer. Okay. <laughs> uh. It's according, uh, but boofed apparently means flatulence. I won't go into politics because Mike's gonna need two joints for that one and four pints. Two joints, four pints, and other things that we can't talk about yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, today we're just gonna do a uh, who done it. So I'm gonna read the story. We'll stop as we go along, and um, we're, we'll kind of talk about stuff. And Mike, why don't you um, do me a favor? Actually, you know, I do have. Let's see. Uh, I don't have it's like pens galore over here, but I don't have <laughs> Oh, I also I ran into Robo Brit today. He said hi. Yeah, did you tell him he owes me two pounds? <laughs> Um, he did. He uh, well, I didn't tell him. He he said that he owed you uh, a couple of pounds. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, a couple pounds of his dick. <laughs> it's okay. You can tell him uh, I already uh, paid his wife back with a couple of pounds of money. <laughs> Uh, she come with the batteries. <laughs> <laughs> you damn right she does. Rechargeable and all. <laughs> you know. Oh, I'll tell him you, you said that. With, with where AI is getting today, Robo Brit and his wife are going to be real interesting in the next couple of years. <laughs> really? You listen to Elon Musk. He knows <laughs> AI bad, okay? <laughs> you look like Elon Musk right now. <laughs> but he doesn't have a beard. No, but he does have the thick cloud of weed smoke. <laughs> hey, if I had his job, I would be too. <laughs> uh, Although if I had you know, his bank account, I'd be smoking shit like, you know, Snoop Dogg does. <laughs> we might have to, you know, in post, uh, we might have to <coughs> censor parts of this episode. <laughs> for legal purposes, of course. And, uh... Both our jobs. <laughs> okay, we gotta redo this episode. Let's uh, redo the intro and uh, omit anything. This is this is our. That, that, see that the picture of both of our faces like that has to be like you know the the episode screen screenshot. The episode, yeah, the episode. Okay, so I have a little notebook here, mm-hmm. and uh, you and I are gonna be 1920s detectives as well as uh, you folks at home. And I will keep notes uh, in it as we go along. Sound good? Sound good. All right. So all we have to do is go through the story. Once we get to the end, uh, basically, we will have the choices of all the people that could have possibly done it. Um, and this takes place in the 1920s. So we'll have to uh, <laughs> get in a character. Yeah. <laughs> it was a dark uh, night, you see. So... Uh, you and I are basically detectives, and we're we're uh, on our way into the uh, detective office. Uh, just had our cup of coffee, and uh, all of a sudden, this little paper boy comes out of nowhere. Did it, can I be like Detective Jenkins? <laughs> all right, but you, you be Jenkins, and I'll be Scully. <laughs> like it, <laughs> Jenkins and Scully. Extra, extra, real bad. It's my murder. I love how the detectives find out about the murder from some little boy. That's how it always happens. Uh, all right. So apparently this little uh, little box of moving tinker toys that they call a child, is uh, he tells us that the victim is uh, Jeremiah. <laughs> Jeremiah. <laughs> we have a friend named Jeremy. Uh, Sad, uh, also known as Sad Jerry. I don't know if that's... Uh, <laughs> That's useful information for later. Uh, Howell, he's a dedicated bartender at the Speakeasy downtown. So, uh, so uh, Sad Jerry kicked the bucket, and that was a, he's a bartender. <coughs> a bartender. Uh, uh, speakeasy downtown. So correct, so correct me if I'm wrong. Speakeasies were bars during Prohibition era. That, right. But they were secret bars. Yeah, really? it was like a password entry only. Right, 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 right. Okay, yeah. All right. Um, but who killed Sad Jerry? Well, we're the only detectives who can solve the case. How big so of a tab? So we're going to... Oh, wait, what? How much, how much did people owe him? Because if people owed him a lot and he came up after him, they'd be like, you know, pay up. Or I kill you. <laughs> Not if I kill At... you first. 
I haven't heard any point... of the story, but I know it's something about a bar tab. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point in time, we don't know. Okay. So yeah, first you... up, we visit we visit the home of Miss Virginia Shaw. She lives alone in a modest home and has never married. Mm, that's gonna cart. It's gonna cost her. Mm. Um, Miss Virgin. <laughs> Shaw. Miss Virgin Shaw? Uh, it's Virginia, but she's never been married. I never even knew Sad Jerry. He's a bartender, and I don't drink at all, she says. Well, we are cops in <laughs> Prohibition or United States, so sure, lady. You leave yeah. empty-handed. All right. Well, that's it for Miss Virginia Shaw. She just basically said that she doesn't drink, and she <coughs> never even knew him. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> so she was a barrel of information and yeah, doesn't drink. She lies. Um, <laughs> they yeah. all lie. About the joking, you know. She also she also said that he's a bartender and she well, I guess she could know that if she just knew him around town. Yeah. I mean, especially hmm. in those those days. I mean, it was it was very taboo. So it's like, oh no no, he's he he's the bartender. Stay away from him. He's undesirable. All right. I will say this in this uh, murder mystery whodunit. I guarantee you, there's gonna be one person that like is like obviously the guy, and it's not gonna be him or her. You know what I mean? Probably. Yeah. Okay. One you, it's probably going to be Virginia, the one you least expect. <laughs> <coughs> Are yeah. we about to ask her more questions or like what? Well, seeing as how this is a one-way read <laughs> and there's not physical people on the other side of the internet. Uh, we Wait, there's not questions. physical people on the other side of the internet? <laughs> <laughs> it's all robo-brits. <laughs> Next, uh, you venture... The rise of RoboBit Skynet. <laughs> Next, you venture uh, to the back room of a diner, which is known as a, a known hangout spot for local gangsters. Ah, so we're, we're daring cops. <laughs> when you mention Jerry's place. name... Yeah, you mention Jerry's name to two of the gangsters. You see, they scowl and refuse to answer any questions. <laughs> you ask another gangster for a minute this time. Yeah... Yeah, said Jerry owed me uh, 20 bucks. He lost the bet. That uh, doesn't mean I killed you, gay. Told and, you. It's uh, always about money. You, uh, you show yourself out. <laughs> that night you would go undercover at the speakeasy where sad Jerry worked. Someone near you says uh, to their date, I hear uh, Jerry uh, and the trumpet player Sid Sawyer got in a brawl last night before he disappeared. Turn your attention to the jazz singer, Verna Leach. You notice the lyrics of her song, especially one particular verse. I loved you, Jerry. You stopped loving me. I had to do it. Don't you see? You start to wonder about what this means. But why would you kill somebody and then write a song about <coughs> it? The owner of the speakeasy taps you on the shoulder. He seems oddly cheerful. I see you're a detective. Hmm. How perceptive you are. <laughs> I wanted to come to you, uh, welcome to you, my establishment. I know it's prohibition, but everyone needs to have a little fun. Am I right? <laughs> wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. 
He offers you a glass of champagne, but you refuse because you're a good detective. And <laughs> you continue looking around. Uh, you see a woman lounging in the c corner, listening to music. It's Virginia Shaw. <laughs> Instead of approaching her, you decide to wait till tomorrow to return I to her home. You, she was a liar. I said it from right. the beginning. <laughs> All right. So, so, what do you think thus far? Wow. I told you. We have a couple. It's we have a couple Virginia. of people. We have Virginia. we have the two gangsters, the one who said that he owed the money, but that's not too too surprising. That you know you owe someone money and he works at a speakeasy, so he's already in an illegal establishment. Gangsters aren't going to really talk to the cops. Nothing really necessarily. Other than the that one guy that owns the bar was a little interested in what we had. He's like, "Hey, here's some champagne, buddy." Take the edge off. <laughs> and then there's uh, Miss Shaw, the virgin. Like a virgin. Touched for the very first time. Who, who does that original song? Uh, it's Madonna. I saw an article recently that she said she hates that song. <laughs> Doesn't like to sing it. That's funny. <laughs> That's actually really funny. Well, Ironic. <laughs> Ironic. All right. Uh, Next morning, you head over to Virginia's house again. Extra, extra. Murky mixologist murder remains unsolved. <laughs> this kid's taunting us. <laughs> hey, you guys should, uh, you should kind of, like, fucking do your jobs. Isn't this only, like, <laughs> what, not even 48 hours after his death? <laughs> the kid's like, still remains unsolved. You didn't solve the murder in the first day. You're fucking failures. What are, what, what are they from the wrong orange. side of Boston? <laughs> yeah, you're fucking failures. <laughs> ha, ha. Your corpse, you can't find shit. You can't find your anus from your butthole. <laughs> what? Uh, okay, so then Kids we go crazy. to... We go back to Virginia's house. Um, and then uh, she says, I admit it, I lied. I do go to the speakeasy sometimes, and I drink. I know Jerry, but I swear I know nothing about what happened to him. I just got nervous, is all. I was home the other night, honest. When you get back to the office, someone is waiting for you. An aspiring actress named Pauline Price. She claims that she has a tip pertaining to the murder. I go to the speakeasy sometimes when I have the money. So I've seen Jerry before. About a week ago, she says. I saw Jerry driving up to the old Hyde Manor. I remember, because I hear they almost never have visitors up there. It was him, for sure. <laughs> okay. It's hard to tell whether Pauline is sincere if she's just trying to jumpstart her fame by getting involved in the case. All right, Miss Pauline, we'll take, uh, we'll take your notes into consideration. Uh, why don't you uh, write that down over there? Uh, uh, what was your name again? <laughs> Dick Jenkins. Hey, it's Jenkins. Dick, is it? <laughs> Write this down. <laughs> He's new to the false. We are Pauline. <laughs> <laughs> Write this down, Rook. <clears throat> Pauline is an actress with information. Suspicious. Very quiet. <laughs> you decide to follow on this lead uh, on the off chance it's true you meet, you head to the Hyde Manor a massive estate and you bring up the matter of the, uh, to the widow Geraldine Hyde 
<laughs> she appears to be shocked. <laughs> Jerry was here just a week ago. He was delivering, well, he was delivering some of his home-brewed moonshine. I swear it's to die for. <laughs> I can't believe this has happened. <laughs> uh, you meet Geraldine's daughter, Ada, on the patio. She's in great spirits. Yes, Jerry visited. He's such a doll, so handsome. I tried to get him to stay, but he seemed busy. Such a shame. So handsome. <laughs> uh, as you're walking back through the house, you uh, see one of the maids, Miriam, and decide to ask her if she's seen anything peculiar lately. No, she laughs, polishing a vase vigorously. <laughs> I don't know why that's... <laughs> you creep downstairs no. to the kitchen, where you find another maid, Mabel, who is mopping. She looks worried and possibly even upset. You ask her the same question. I haven't seen anything, uh, nothing at all, she says quickly. You leave the house. <laughs> all right, uh, so um, Daryl, was it? Yeah, why don't you write down some of that information? We have uh, the whore outside who wants to bone uh, Mr. Sad Jerry. Uh, the woman uh, in the uh, kitchen mopping who doesn't know anything. The crazy lady, Miriam, who polished the vase into oblivion. <laughs> and uh, the Hyde Manor lady, Geraldine Hyde. Alright, it looks like that's all the information we get. <laughs> so, here's the possible culprits. Who done it? The paper boy. <laughs> it's definitely the paper boy. Virginia Shaw, the gangsters, Sid Sawyer, the trumpet player. Verna Leach, the jazz singer, the owner of the speakeasy, Pauline Price, Geraldine Hyde, Ada Hyde, Miriam the maid, Mabel the maid, or the detectives themselves. <laughs> we got bored, you see. <laughs> bored. We needed to have a case, a case that even we couldn't solve. A case <laughs> that we did ourselves. We were in a stupor. A stupor, you see. A drunken stupor from the speakeasy that one night. We asked our extra, wives extra. for Bring a little bit of aspirin. It. Murder still unsolved. It's going to remain unsolved, kid. It's unsolvable. <laughs> <laughs> the perfect crime is the one where you're the person who's trying to solve it. Yes. <laughs> and the one who committed it. <laughs> So, um, what do you think? Well, I don't think it's the detectives. Obviously. Why? I had no motive. Because we don't have any information on the detectives? And we have no motive. Uh, the, unless it comes up that it's some irrational, like, the detectives are psychotic serial killers. <laughs> this is heavy rain, people. <laughs> um, I, don't think, right. I don't think it's us. So, All right, hold on. Let me, let me, let me write this down. Uh, let's see. Sid Sawyer. Who is Sid Sawyer again? He was he was the trumpet player that was like mm -hmm. had the brawl with him. Mm-hmm. All right. I think Sid Sawyer could have done it by accident. Yeah, I so I think the jazz singer is designed to lead us away from the real culprit. Mm-hmm. Um. To be I, honest, because it, she wrote those those lyrics in, in the song, but it doesn't make sense that she would basically write a song and start singing about it would, if she didn't want to get caught. She would do it to... I think she's faking it. I think she's faking it to protect somebody. 
So that's why it almost seems like she would do it to protect some for the the jazz player. I, that makes more sense. You know, right. as right. to why so. she would do it because it. Nah, I don't. I don't think she did it. All right. So I'm. All right, Jeeves, was it? I'm gonna cross <laughs> us out as a possible suspect. <laughs> as a possible suspect. All right, that narrows Wait it down. Way to do it, people. Way to do it. You heard it from us right here. Well, I looked at the facts, and uh, I couldn't have possibly done it. <laughs> the peasant at the diner. You didn't best check. Okay, uh, so ruling out the detective, we're left with ten suspects. Oh, wait, no. Eleven suspects, because there was the paper boy. Mm, the yeah. paper boy. Zoom. Let's discuss the paper boy. Uh, Go back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What information do we have about the paper boy? Because it only very briefly mentions the paper boy, but it gives no information or details yes. about him. Like, so here, here's here's the first thing. The first thing is we hear the paper boy first. He says, extra, extra, there's been a murder. And then the second time he comes up is a day later after we've done a couple of interviews. And he basically says, um, <laughs> the murky mixologist murder remains unsolved. And uh, you can't help but feel annoyed, not only because this seems like a jab at your detective skills, but also because of the inconsistent alliteration in that headline. Oh, so that was uh, some key information mm-hmm. that I left out. So let's see. Extra, extra, murky mixologist. Uh, murder remains unsolved. But even still, even if there is some, I don't think it's the paper boy. You want to know why? Because why? even though even though the evidence is saying that you know uh, you you're a little annoyed and there's an inconsistent alter uh, alliteration in the headline, he wouldn't be the person writing that, you know, the the paper boy is just the guy who's going out and handing it out. He's not writing the articles. So the only piece of information we have about the paper boy is that he's just saying there was a murder. If it is the paper boy, I would be general, general, genuinely upset and annoyed myself. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, and honestly, I was I wanted to look back at some of the evidence just to see if any any clues popped out as to like, hey, did he give out any information that only like a detective, you know, uncovering stuff or like the murderer would know? But no, no, very very generic and more just like being a snot-nosed little brat of a shit kid. Um, <laughs> so you think we can cross him off? Let's cross out the paper boy. He's just doing his job. Okay, if it was the paper boy, I would be, I I would be upset. Yeah, I would okay. too. I would too. Okay, let's go. Th- let's go through because they're short. Let's go mm-hmm. through a couple of the people in the the household, that, mm-hmm. the manor that we visited. So let's start with that crazy ass <laughs> maid. Um, you see one of the maids, Miriam. You decide to ask her if she's seen anything peculiar lately. No, she laughs, polishing a vase vigorously. Well, on the one hand, she does seem nervous talking to the cops. Mm-hmm. She's polishing a vase vigorously, just like, no, I haven't seen anything. <laughs> but she's probably got something to hide, though, you know. And you, you always got to wonder, possible. is that something that has nothing to do with the murder? And she's just, like, nervous. I think, I, well, here's the thing, is also, 
um, it's possible that she would have witnessed something which makes her nervous. And maybe she's doing something to protect somebody. What do you think? There's just... There's like Here, I'll put... Evidence. Uh, <laughs> let's... <laughs> yeah, because real detectives get all of the clues and everything. It's like, ah, oh, here's the murder weapon, and here's a photo of him stabbing the guy. <laughs> and he signed it. Uh, open and shut case, Johnson. <laughs> hey, put that back on. <laughs> This was the toughest one this week. <clears throat> Usually they turn themselves in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to put a nervous lady, and I'm going to put a question mark because we, we, have, we haven't ruled her out yet, but we kind of we understand where she stands with the evidence, right? Yeah. yeah. All right, what about the maid, the maid that we found that was mopping? She looks worried and possibly even upset. You ask her the same question, and she replies, I haven't seen anything, nothing at all, she says quickly, and then you leave the house. So it's possible that the maids were present and saw something, maybe. So it happened in the house, you think? Then they had to clean up? (laughs) Well, not necessarily that they had to clean up. Like She's just still mopping from the incident. Where his body was found? Where where was his body? I had to clean up the blood. It was everywhere. First I thought it was ketchup, and I got halfway through it, and then they told me it was blood. <laughs> I thought it was a hamburger Tuesday for Fat Joe again. Oh my god, well, hamburgers weren't even invented that time. <laughs> really? Yeah, in like the twenties, they didn't have hamburgers. Oh, that would have been a horrible time. They had pizza. If they had pizza, I Uh, could survive because you can always eat pizza. (laughs) It might have been like a variation. I don't know, to be honest. I know pizza's old. Well, it's okay. Even if they didn't have hamburgers, if I ever time travel, I'll just tell people about it. I was like, hey, there's a shit called a hamburger that's in the future. I'll show you how to make it. That's pretty easy. Oh my god, don't teach people to kill cows and massacre like that. Well, they were already killing cows, they just weren't doing it on the grandiose McDonald's scale. Uh, and plus, if I was stuck in that time period, I'd want a fucking hamburger. <laughs> yeah, put some cheese on that son of a bitch. Mm. Yeah, and some barbecue sauce and some onion rings. They'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? This will be standard in the future. People will have this as part of a steady diet. How Get those you... vegetables away from me. Don't fucking touch me. Don't fucking touch me. <laughs> How would we even make barbecue sauce? Like in the, in the past? I would not know how to do it. A hamburger I could I could cuz I could probably do because there would be ground meat and I would be able to maybe get my hands on some like meatball meat before they toss it in something and then mm-hmm. I would just flatten it out into patties and then put that some bitch on a grill and I'd be like, "Oh yeah, just right now, give me a big slice of bread, you know, put that on. Try that some bitch." I has good shit in it. I'm going to be fucking rich. <laughs> you would be if you served it. I would. Well, actually, didn't um, didn't well no because Carl's Jr. I think started in the thirties, thirty seven maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't, I almost don't want to look it up because <laughs> I don't want to be sad that I know that information. <laughs> 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 but it started as like a hot dog stand. Uh, let's see. Eh, where was it found? Nineteen forty one. So I was a little bit, a little bit off. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hamburger. Let me see when that started. Uh, claims of invention. So early 1900s, actually. Is, oh, uh, wow. They, th they thought it was uh, started. I don't know when it actually became like a, a dish, though. Oh, it was around in the 20s. Ah, so I could get a uh, get a nice hamburger. Okay, okay back to the ta back to the task at hand. Wow. Okay, so Mabel. But see, the you maid. have to get these things known. See that that's detective work. But see, that's detective work with Wikipedia. <laughs> this has nothing to do with what they were actually. Uh... Hey, uh, yeah, I know someone was killed here, but have you tried a hamburger? I've heard it's in this time period. It's an actually to die for. It's very delicious. It's it, it melts in your mouth, and it gives you these luscious rolls. <laughs> yeah, people know when I'm coming down the street. <laughs> All thanks to the burger. <laughs> All right, so Mabel the maid, she seemed worried. worried she didn't do it, but she knows something. You should have pressed her for more information if you could. If we were, yeah, if we could. <laughs> All right, so I'll leave those two. I don't, personally, it, it, I don't think they did it. I think it indicates that something happened in the house and they were probably present. present. Or at least that ever were required to cover something up or, I don't know. I don't mm -hmm. think they, they necessarily, well, unless you think the maids like double teamed him. Like he was just like trying to steal some like ketchup packets or something. And just like, hey, hey, we need those vertebrae. Like, hmm? He, hey, isn't that sad, Jerry? He owes me money. <laughs> and then, then the gangsters and the maids team up on him. Marital Dursa. Marital Dursa, that's a thing. I don't think it was Geraldine's no. daughter, Ada. Because she was just she was just like, he was so dull, he was so handsome. He seemed busy, but he was handsome. I, what do you think? Nah, wasn't. She was in great spirits, too. It did say that. She was on the patio. She was in great spirits. Yes, Jerry visited. He was such a doll. So handsome. I tried to get him to stay, but he seemed busy. Such a shame. So handsome. That's a tough one. Because this actually also indicates from her that he left. It does. Unless... No. She said, I tried to get him to stay. Yeah, indicating that she tried to get him to stay, but he left. Or. So was he not she, at the, the. She tried to get him to stay, and he never. And made then she it killed him? Alive. Yeah. Huh. And that's why the maids were so. Because they mm. witnessed her go crazy, kill him, and then I'll, there you go. I'll put her down as suspicious gold digger. Suspicious <laughs> gold digger. GD for short. Mm, okay. No, um, Geraldine. Delicious as Dale. <laughs> Dale's butthole. <laughs> For two whole days and nails, but <laughs> it's got a bit of a bite. <laughs> Ooh, it's, it's got a chunks magic. and cores. 
it's got chunks of cores like the beer because cores cores light just comes up in chunks <laughs> bumping the mic there um all right so bumping the mic we just so wait so we came to the manor because of the actress right mm. she said she saw uh jerry um i go to the speakeasy sometimes when i have money uh, about a week ago i saw jerry driving up to the old hyde manor i remember because i hear they almost never have visitors it was him for sure and you don't know if she's lying or just trying to hmm. okay i don't there's no just talking about the actress for a second, there's nothing to me that indicates that she would be the murderer. She pointed us to the manor house. And why would she give a tip if she was the person? We were not close to looking at the manor at all if mm-hmm. if she hadn't come to us. Right. So why would she point us to the manor if she was the one who had done it? And she could just be lying to just further her career too. That's true. All right, I'm so she going just came to forward saying that she just saw him go up to the manor. Go up to the manor, yeah. Yeah, she's fine. I, I, I don't. I think she was just passing along information. Okay, I'm rolling her out. Um, the owner of the speakeasy. I know we haven't finished up at the manor. He's protecting but... his business. He's just trying to be like, hey, can I get your mind off of anything? You know, can I? It's just like. I think he's trying to be hospitable because there's cops in a place that's obviously illegal. <laughs> yeah, they said so we were originally there because we were told um that Jerry and the trumpet player had uh gotten to a brawl. And then the jazz singer has a weird song about about him. And then the owner at the speakeasy taps on her shoulder, and he seems oddly cheerful. I see you're a detective. I wanted to welcome you to my establishment. I know it's prohibition, but everyone needs to have a little fun, right? He offers you a glass of champagne, and you refuse and continue looking around. Yeah, I don't think there's... The way they word it is a little suspicious. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think that it's... it's I, not I do enough. agree with you. It's prohibition, yeah. and we're detectives. I feel like that's... That's enough to keep him on edge. You know? Yeah. They could, gonna call in, out then. they could call in their buddies any moment and shut the whole place down and arrest him and everybody else. <laughs> All right, what about the gangsters? I also don't think there's anything really suspicious there. They could have killed him, but like... They, it's 20 bucks. I mean, 20 bucks was still a lot in the 20s, <laughs> but still, it's like... They Let's see gotten... how much. Let me see. Let me see how much $20 is from the 1920s. Uh, yeah, let's see. $20 in 1920 is the equivalent in purchasing power to $252 in 2018. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. That was a little higher than you thought it was going to be, wasn't it? That was a lot higher than what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Holy shit. How much? Right, 250 what? $252.15 if you want to be precise. Whoa. $20 yeah. is a lot. But think about it. You could, for $200 in like the 30s and 40s, you could buy a car. So there's there's a big difference in inflation between back then and, and today. Yeah. 
I think I think we because even though that's a, that's a good amount of money, you wouldn't kill somebody because they owed you two hundred fifty bucks. You're not going to risk going to jail for the rest of your life. I mean, maybe in, then because it's a little easier to get away with murder, you know, before DNA and was it during <laughs> that the kind depra- of stuff. But what, there was I don't think. What was is, the date again? What was it during the depression? Um, early nineteen twenties for this for the depression. The Depression was the 30s, wasn't it? I it started in the 20s. Well, it might have started in the late 20s. Let me see. Oh. 1929 to 1939. Okay, so it was like at the ass end of the 20s. Yeah, so it wasn't the Depression yet. Okay. I think we can cross off the gangsters. I think we can. 250 bucks wouldn't be enough to to kill somebody over and risk going to jail for the rest of your life. Especially mm-hmm. if you're going to tell the cops about it. When they go, hey, did you kill this guy? And it's like, well, he owed me money. <laughs> yeah. I didn't kill him, though. Hey, shut up, Vinny. Shut up, shut up. <laughs> I didn't kill him. <laughs> I didn't kill him. Why? So I think we can roll him out. All right, so the the people we have left are uh, Miss Shaw, who lied to us about going to the speakeasy. Uh, mm-hmm. Sid Sawyer, the jazz trumpet player, Verna Leach, the jazz singer, um, Geraldine Hyde, Ada Hyde, and then the maids. That's who we have left out of the people we we haven't ruled out. They got a picture of Sad Jerry here. He looks sad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So who else would, would be... Who else was closest to him? Actually, we still have the jazz player up there, right? Yeah, Sid Sawyer. All we know about him is that he got into a brawl with Jerry. Do we know why? No. So We just un- know that he got into a brawl, brawl with him before he disappeared. But I feel like if if the jazz player worked where Jerry worked... It's it's entirely plausible that that's just a coincidence that they got into a brawl the night he was murdered. You know what I mean? Like, you do hear about some of that stuff all the time. And I do believe that Verna Leach singing about it um, is meant, and that's being a little suspicious, is kind of meant to divert us a little bit. Plus, because they knew him and they know that he's dead because this is public knowledge now, because they've basically been distributing it across the newspapers. Wait. What was the song again? So she said, go back over the song lyrics. You notice the lyrics of her song, especially one particular verse. I loved you, Jerry. You stopped loving me. I had to do it. Don't you see? The woman in the manor. She got jealous. He tried to leave. She killed him. That's why the maids. And they knew it. And that's why she did that song. Wait. So so go for it. say it again. So, so who 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 do you think killed the the one at the manor that said uh, that Jerry was so lovely. Try to get him stay. So lovely. What was her name? Terrible. Ada Hyde. Ada Hyde. It was Ada Hyde. You think she did it? I think she did it. I think Jerry came over because he got into a fight after um I guess which you know someone he works with, so obviously someone he knows, went over to her and you know just didn't reciprocate, decided to leave, and it's just like you know screw this. She got jealous, killed him. That's why everyone else in the house is so on edge. 
people knew about it, and then that's why she sang the song. Singing so, it about her, je- not her, but Ada Hyde's jealousy and what she did. So kind of saying out what happened in the murder, but not pointing. And then when they're saying, hey, you should go check out the, the man. I think it all points to her. Off. So why why does, why does Verna Leach say, um, you stop loving me, I had to do it? Because Sad Jerry probably liked her at one point. And then stopped. And then as he tried to leave, she got jealous and then murdered him. So you think the jazz singer murdered him? Not not the jazz singer. The jazz singer is just singing about what happened, but kind of saying, kind of leading out like what the crime was. But hmm. I think the lady in the manor, that's who it's referring to. She hmm. She was in love with Sad Jerry. Sad Jerry was like, no. <laughs> she got jealous and killed him. Hmm. Interesting theory. So you think it's Ada Hyde? I think it's Ada Hyde. Nope. <laughs> Our listeners are sending in their uh, thoughts, too. You know, it'd be cool to do that one time. So sending in the thoughts. All right, so I say we cut off Miss um, Shaw, right? Mm-hmm. Cut off the jazz singer. He... Pretty much everybody in the club, everyone he worked with. It wasn't anybody he worked with. All right. So let's rule out Miss Shaw. And we can rule out the jazz singer. Mm-hmm. Or, I'm sorry, not... Well, I guess the jazz yeah. player and the jazz singer. Um, okay. So we're going with Ada Hyde? I'm going with it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. All right. Let's look in our answers. Woo! <laughs> was it Ada Hyde? It was Ada Hyde. Yeah! We yeah! cracked... We cracked the case... Uh, yeah. Good detective work, Rook. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you want the explanation? Sure. All right. Though engaged, she became obsessed with Sad Jim the second she laid eyes on him. And after a few or maybe more glasses of Jim's moonshine, she decided she wanted to run away with him. But Jerry wasn't having it, and a week later, with Mabel as uh, her only confidant, Furious Ada plotted her revenge. They don't really uh they don't really talk about uh <laughs> elaborating on the clues a little bit. But I was right though. <laughs> yeah, you were. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, hide? I was leaning I was leaning towards towards it. It's it's a little difficult because you're only given a certain amount of information. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like um, you have to kind of kind of roll with it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm uh, I'm, I'm 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 proud of us. <laughs> I'm proud of us, buddy. I really am. I was a. Uh, you, you say us, but you're like, you know, I'm 
I'm real proud of myself. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I fingered her from day one. <laughs> I knew she was guilty. <laughs> At first glance, though, it, it, uh, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't seem like, I don't, I don't know if, so based on the, the answer, you say that the, the maids were her confidant. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing they, they just knew about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's plausible. Yeah. The maids knew everything and then she swore them to secrecy. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Well, good job, Mikey. You'd make a very good detective. A rook yeah. detective, but ah. a detective nonetheless. I can only do it with the help of <coughs> that tail. <laughs> I'm just doing my civic duty, sir. If you um keep working on the force and keep your nose clean, one day you can be as good as me. Maybe even get that gold star on your desk. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should consider you for that lieutenant promotion. Ah, well, uh... Let me see here. Uh, the uh, the boss actually apparently went over. Ah, oh, he already promoted someone else. Don't uh, tell me. No, man don't, named don't. Robo. No, don't you. <laughs> Gosh, you Robo Brit. Is that who you think I was gonna say? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I knew. I knew exactly where you were going. Oh. Uh, I'm so proud of us. <laughs> Me too, buddy. Me too. Me too. I think we, we rolled out a good... Do, we can only do it with a little help from a, a pipe and a pint. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. There's there's some other, like... There's, like, a couple of people that... Let's see. So, I have three scenarios. So this guy has a couple of scenarios. First uh, scenario is uh, Pauline Price. Pauline Price was Jerry's secret lover and used Jerry to fund her acting career th- using the moonshine money. After he called it quits with her, she got greedy and killed him and stole the cash. You wouldn't be wearing all black unless you were mourning the dead. Oh, yeah, because there's a picture and she was she was wearing all black. Mm. But I will say that stylistically, that was a little more of the fashion at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, to be wearing kind of the clothing that she had, and then you can't see it. And second, we don't have enough information to say that that was that was what's going on, or even to hint at that. Right. And then fur- furthermore, why would she be the one that tipped us off? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, she could be trying to steer it towards somebody else, but we were basically stonewalled before that point. The paper boy was even going around and talking us about it. Just like extra, extra. It's, you know, people still aren't, uh, still, it's nothing happening. People still don't think you're doing anything. Yeah. Number two, the speakeasy owner. Um, I thought that the owner of the speakeasy was a little creepy when he offered a drink to the detective. Since he's good at avoiding the law, he finds other ways to do the dirty work. When he discovered that Jerry was selling his spirits to the hide house, they argued and Jerry died because of the affluent family buying his moonshine. I Again, I don't think that there's really enough information to make 
to hint that that you know i mean because obviously you don't have enough information to make any conclusions here but i don't think there's enough to even make it kind of uh guess at that it's hard man it's it's real hard because i mean it does give you information well does it say that he's selling it to them uh let's see where did it mention the moonshine that was the so you go to the Hyde Manor when you bring up the murder to the widow Geraldine Hyde. Uh, she appears to be shocked. Uh, Jerry was here just a week ago. He was delivering, well, he was delivering some of his home-brewed moonshine. I swear it's to die for. I can't believe this has happened. That's the information you're given, is that he was bringing moonshine. But you have, you don't know that the speakeasy owner would have known about it. Right. It you does. do know that there was a there was a brawl between the jazz dude yeah i don't think there's enough to to implicate all right let's see so i disagree with them there verna leach and the gangsters (laughs) since jerry was seeing another woman while verna leach was his girlfriend verna got pissed and took revenge she couldn't commit the act though she got the gangsters to do the deed because she couldn't use a weapon plus the fact that she uh, knew she wouldn't be questioned while she was singing either. Yeah, again, I still, I think that's a weak art. I get, I get why people who didn't get the right answer are upset mm-hmm. because it is there is a, a missing pieces of information, and you're kind of left to infer a couple of things. But you can't right. infer too much. You do have yeah. to realize that you're getting some sort of clue in the. Uh, because think about it, if the answer was, oh, well, he was selling the moonshine, and then the speakeasy owner got suspicious and or didn't like that he was selling product to someone else and killed him. <laughs> you know, that's not enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so these were other people's, like, guesses and, like, yeah, their, their, this is, their reasoning. this is on, on the web. So they were, so let's see, that's the thing. People were trying to think too far outside the box and start filling in the gaps with their own speculation. But mm-hmm. if you literally just looked at the evidence for what it was and nothing else, because I was like, that's why I was like, okay, let's go through each and individual one. What is there? What, what do you have? The only thing that we could see, she loved him. He didn't want her. She, everyone around her, but her was like fucking scared as shit. And then she was just yeah. like, he's lovely. So lovely. Wish he could stay. So lovely. Try to convince him to say. What yeah. a shame. Yeah. It was just I everything think... was just pointing to her, especially then because you have that song and then that really just lays out exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. Well, bravo to you, sir. Bravo indeed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's about a fifty six minute mark. That is, that is. And this was a wonderful chat over a pipe and a pint <laughs> and a joint. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to have to um, do some uh, editing magic. I think you're allowed to have that kind of free speech. You just, we already put the, you know, explicit. So, you know, free hmm. warning, people. <laughs> <laughs> free warning, people. Back, back.
I warned, warned you. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should have something like that before. Bark, bark. I warned you. <laughs> yeah. Uh. All right. All right. Well, well it has been, been a pleasure with you all. And you all. For more frothy or smoky goodness, head on over to etherealgym.com to discuss your favorite episodes or make suggestions for future ones. Over a Pipe and a Pint is recorded live on a weekly basis in sunny Southern California. Until next time, this is Robo Brit, signing off. Tally ho.